The Holy Gospel this day is from John chapter 12, beginning at verse 20. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to all of you and peace from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. As we near the end of the season of Lent and approach the holiest week in the church calendar year, we read today a passage from the Gospel of St. John. Jesus, in the story today, begins preparing his disciples for some big changes. Jesus himself would die and be lifted up, and it would be the beginning of a worldwide Christian ministry, which continues to touch us to this very day. Jesus' physical body was about to go away, about to die, but his spirit would touch the world. To make his point more understandable to his disciples, Jesus uses a wonderful metaphor today of a grain of wheat falling into the soil where it sprouts into a plant that produces a thousandfold. Jesus, of course, was not just talking about his own physical death. He was also talking about the transition the disciples were about to experience. They were going to experience a kind of death as well. For three years, they had depended on Jesus. They had established a routine and a certain level of comfort and familiarity with Jesus alive in their midst. They were secure in things as they were. Hmm. They felt secure in things as they were. Now, that's a statement we could all make. Human nature has not changed that much since the time of Jesus. Change 
can be very difficult. And letting go of the past can sometimes feel like a death. Do you remember transitions in your own life? Maybe a transition from mm, high school to college, single to married. Transition from a job to a new job, maybe a different city. Maybe retirement is a transition for you. There can be in all these transitions a feeling of loss combined with anticipation and sometimes anxiety about the future. It's like that death-to-life metaphor of the little seed growing into the wonderful wheat plant. I must say that I personally resonate with the difficulty of transitions. For me, letting go of high school was very difficult. But college was great. Letting go of college was difficult. But seminary was great. Letting go of life in Minnesota was very difficult. But moving to Kirkland was wonderful. Letting go of my career is hard as I move into retirement, but I anticipate retirement will also be wonderful. At each of these stages, I remember tearing up a little bit, not wanting to move forward. Then I remembered something a friend told me early in life, that grief during transitions is good. And he said, we grieve because the past has been good. So we should celebrate that past, that good time with a few tears. And he said, if the past was difficult, we grieve what could have been but wasn't. My friend said we must let go of the past, whether good or bad, so we can embrace a new future, which can be just as wonderful. I remembered all this when I announced my own retirement recently. It was, of course, very difficult for me because ministry with Holy Spirit Lutheran Church has been such a fantastic experience, and I honestly did not want to let it go. I did not want things to change. I suppose my feelings were similar to what the disciples may have felt in the changes that came upon them at Holy Week, that first Holy Week. It's then that I remembered my friend's advice about grieving, letting go, and I realized this was like that grain of wheat falling into the soil and growing into something new and something wonderful. That death-to-life cycle is part of the world. I guess it's like Good Friday to Easter. All of you listening, I'm sure, understand and have experienced numerous transitions in your own lives. You've had to die to the old and embrace the new. And often things turn out better than you could have imagined. The problem, I suppose, with the future is that we don't know exactly what it will be like. It's so unknown. While the past, even a negative past, is something that we know, something familiar. And so we hang on, oftentimes longer than we should. This is true for individuals, and I suppose it's just as true for groups, even society at large. Could it be that part of the polarization in our country today is a hesitancy to move fully into a future of diversity, shared power, and integration, 
We look to the past as a golden age and we want to hang on when we sense everything is changing. We forget that to embrace a new and positive future for our country, we must let go. We must let go of certain parts of the past. We must let certain parts of the past die. That letting go to embrace the future is especially evident in this pandemic year. Every organization in our country will be going through transition as we begin coming out of this pandemic. A question that will be confronting every organization is this. Do we recreate the past as it was or take what we have learned into a new future? Institutions, schools, companies, restaurants, churches, all must consider these questions. Just recently, leaders in our own congregation have been brainstorming themes for the future of our church. And many people like this phrase, and I do too, embrace the path forward. I really like that theme because it doesn't fully nail down what the future is going to be. It's not too specific. Moving forward will be like a journey on a path, a path with maybe many twists and turns, some straightaways, some uphill difficult climbing, some potholes, maybe some dead ends. To embrace the path then means to embrace uncertainty, to take some risks, to try new things, new ways to proclaim the gospel as Holy Spirit Lutheran Church. A significant temptation all churches will face in the years ahead will be to remember the way things were and try and recreate the past just as it was. While many things in the past are helpful for the future, other things may need to change. For example, how can we use technology more creatively in the future? How might we connect with each other outside of the building? How can we best work for justice? How do we recreate community in new and vibrant ways? How can we coordinate with other congregations and other agencies? And on and on the questions go. It is an exciting time of transition for Holy Spirit Lutheran Church. But again, all transitions can bring anxiety, uncertainty, hesitation. It's like the disciples who did not want Jesus to leave. They wanted to keep everything as it was. But that is just when Jesus uses the grain of wheat metaphor. A grain of wheat that falls into the soil and produces much good fruit. Certain ways of doing things at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church may have to die away so that other things can have a chance to thrive. I am personally excited about the opportunities Holy Spirit Lutheran has before it. And I encourage all of us to be patient with the process, to trust each other, but most importantly, to trust God's Holy Spirit guiding us as we embrace the path forward. Now I close with a return to Jesus' teaching with his disciples about transitions, about his own death. Death, of course, is the ultimate transition. 
and one that we all desperately want to delay as long as possible. Death, however, is too often considered in our world the ultimate end. Death means it's all over. There remains only a void where the person once was. Well, as we approach Holy Week, we prepare to confront that attitude about death as not the ultimate end, but instead we believe, we affirm, we trust, we embrace the idea that death is the ultimate transition. That ancient enemy death has stalked our land and our world this past year, as it has throughout history. But we Christians believe that the gift of life, not death, life and hope and peace are more powerful and will outlast death. Jesus Christ opens an eternal, holy future for you and for me. So we grieve the death of loved ones. We resist and delay our own death. But we also embrace a path forward through the transition, even the transition we call death. We Christians believe the future is not unknown. Jesus Christ has assured our future, and that future is life, not death. Amen.